podcasting from the deep depths of cyberspace. This is Darn IT Podcast, cybersecurity made simple. And I'm your host, Darren G, CEO of Darn IT Group. Episode 41. Why spending more time online will get you fished. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Darn IT Podcast. Let's get into it. Now, when I say spending more time online will get you fished, you can say it's much like the uh, probability of you getting hit by a car while being outside. <laughs> I know it's a bit extreme. I'm sorry. But this has to do with statistical probability. And any of you who are into math um, could appreciate this. And I'm trying to stay away from the whole doom and gloom when it comes to these sort of things, but it's kind of hard to. So I'm trying to use facts, uh, data sets that really backs up what I'm saying, because really it's hard to quantify sort of in a, in a national, regional or global issue of these things, because when it comes to cybersecurity, nothing's ever uh, for sure, right? I know we, anyone here can say uh, it's a matter of time before you get um, attack or breach or ransomware or whatever. But really, it comes down to the statistical analysis of the general landscape of cybersecurity, because it's really hard to sit and ascertain what exactly is going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. There are so many factors that go into this that it's really hard for anyone in my position to say in this amount of time, something's going to happen to you, right? So with the increase of online or technological usage since March of 2020, We've literally increased our online spending. We have increased our use of social media. Uh, and we're literally, literally sending more email correspondence for our jobs or to communicate to people. Now, understand that a lot of the communication methods we're using are either through video chats. Still, email is the king here as far as we're concerned. So that's why I stated the title of this podcast, why spending more time online will get you fished. Because statistically speaking, it's true. The more time you spend online, the more opportunities criminals have to compromise you or to collect data to get more information about you. So I'm going to use, because uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm Canadian and I like to get stats from the country, but I understand that there's listeners all over the world. So, but from what I've seen in terms of the United States, Europe, Asia, the, the stats are very similar. Now, the more dense the population, obviously the numbers are a bit skewed. So the, the population of Canada is significantly less than the population of the United States. And those who don't know, you essentially can fit all of us in the state of California. And that's surprising because we have a larger landmass, but I digress. Just consider the following. Uh, the information, this information I'm using is from the Canadian Perspective Survey Series, the CPSS. And Canadians were asked about their online spending. Now, 44% had spent more on technology 
which includes computers, laptops, and tablets. 40% spent on mobile devices such as smartphones and streaming services like either YouTube or Netflix. Canadians aged 15 to 34, which is, was about 57% of the respondents, were likely to increase their social media and messaging services. So um, <clears throat> that's more like WhatsApp, for example, or um, the Facebook Messenger, etc. Now, one third of Canadians have experienced a phishing attack. Four in 10 Canadians experience at least one type of cybersecurity incident since March of 2020. This includes phishing, malware, fraud, and hacked accounts. Now, consider the fact that uh, over the many years, many businesses have been breached, compromised, data stolen, etc. Um, the, the onslaught of the global pandemic and shutting down of most of our society really kind of tailspin everything in terms of everyone A being online, but also the amount of importance there was on the data collected by criminals. So understanding that they know a large part of this, people would be stuck at home, people would be uh, shopping more online, etc. So it really kind of opens up the playing field even more so since we're forced. And a good statistic is stating that most of us are shopping more online. Most of us are surfing more online. So statistically speaking, there is more opportunities for them to succeed in efficient attack, for example, if they give send an email from a, from a particular retailer or from a business, etc. People are more likely to open it. Now, 36% of those reporting uh, on the survey experienced experience at least one cybersecurity incident, which resulted in, in a loss. Um, the most common was the loss of time, which is 87%. Now, keep in mind that this information is taken from a certain proportion of people, so really uh, don't have to take it for face value. Because I know from experience... I know here it says common loss was time was 87% correct. But if you want to kind of break that down a bit, um, you got to think about what what specifically was lost. As the old saying goes, time is money. So how do you quantify that loss of time in terms of money? Because if someone's not able to work, how much uh, money was lost in that time? So it, it really doesn't break it down specifically like that. But that's something con to consider when you are listening to these stats about um the loss of time. There's a lot more if you want to kind of unpackage it. There's a lot more that goes on with that. Now, with the increase of work from home environments, people have become easier prey. Once was hidden inside of the quote unquote preferable castle in any uh, enterprise environment. They're now sitting on makeshift, makeshift offices by using all manners of like cobbled together technologies to get the job done. Now, that means people are now using their seven-year-old laptops or desktops, maybe sharing a computer with their spouse or their kids. But the, the fact of the matter is, a lot of people are now utilizing uh, various types of technologies, a, a hodgepodge, as you will, uh, that may not have the latest patches, that may not have the latest update or the newest operating system or the best security protection. So once people are outside or employees are outside the office, they are not being A, managed properly, or B, doing the safe practices in terms of how to properly engage in their IT infrastructure at home. Now, this 
when when someone says a larger attack surface, this does not necessarily mean more employees. It's a larger attack surface because they are in different locations on different networks and using multiple types of devices. Uh, the background of cybersecurity and IT best practices have diminished. So that reminder is not currently there or currently being uh, spoken to to employees. So for example, if you're sitting at your office and someone in your office uh, saw something suspicious, there may be the, uh, the office gossip, as you will, and a lot of people will talk and say, hmm, okay, this seems weird. But now since most of us are removed from that, it is really hard to be able to kind of hear that office chatter or that office gossip in some ways that you're not being able to respond or to be able to second guess something as it comes in. You know that being in a home environment, there are a lot more distractions, there are a lot more things to do. Uh, you're more comfortable. You're maybe not um, dressing in your work attire. You're not taking care of yourself as you would if you'd have to head out to the office every day. So really, you're more of a, in a relaxed state at home, whereas in a corporate environment, it is a little bit different. You have to have some sort of... Um, elegance, as you will, in terms of your online hygiene and your own hygiene by that matter. But <laughs> it's it, it has to do with uh, being in a different environment. So uh, a work from home environment setting, you're more relaxed. You're not hearing the gossip. You're not hearing your IT manager or boss or whomever kind of ringing that bell of don't open these emails. And, and as much as you want to ignore that or you think that's silly, to the most part, I would agree, but you're not exposed to that environment no longer. So therefore, the chatter is no longer there and you're more apt to slip up and make a mistake when you're in a relaxed state. And there's nothing wrong with being in a relaxed state. Let me make that very clear. But in terms of the environment, you have a lot more distractions going on at home than you would if you were at the office. Uh, hackers and threat actors love, and, and I'm going to underline love here, work from home environments because this is the quote unquote new normal, uh, as I'm sure you hear. But this makes it easier for them to infiltrate networks by using phishing attacks. Personal computers are, are now used for uh, mixed purposes. So like I said earlier, sometimes you're using, you have to work from home, but you're using your own computer. So uh, during the day, you're using it for work and during the night, using it for personal use. And, and cyber criminals understand that. So with the right phishing attack, this can allow hackers to access work email much easier. So when a, even if a hacker delivers a payload to your personal computer, it may not right away be connected to your business email systems or your business VPN. However, you may do so at some point. So usually they sit and wait until there is an opportunity, a connection, a connection, etc., that they would be able to deliver more of a payload. Because this day and age, a lot of people think that once you get attacked or you get infected, you notice something, which in this day and age, it does not happen to the most part. Most of the time, if a hacker is trying to infiltrate a network, they will sit there for a while 
and kind of feel out what's around them. Are they on a personal computer? Are they connected to a VPN? Is this a business-owned computer? What sort of network they're connected to, et cetera. They get that reconnaissance, as you will, before anything gets delivered. So in the meantime, if you do have an infected computer or a computer that was uh, attacked by phishing, you may not notice right away that it's the case. And that will give you a false sense of security. Um, Now, the security risk is still relevant today because most organizations have not fully protected themselves or prepared for this security posture. So when in March of 2020, when um, uh, work from home, uh, well, here in Canada was mandated and most parts of the world was as well, uh, most businesses were not prepared. And I can speak from experience where a lot of uh, our clients or, or new clients were not fully prepared to release their people in the wild, so to speak because they were not allowed to get the time, the consideration to prepare that. There's some organizations we worked for has had the time, the energy and the money to do that. Most businesses don't, they basically had nothing. They didn't have money, they didn't have the time, they didn't have the resources, nothing. They just said, okay, we're working from home, (laughs) go. And that in itself produces a much significant security risk because you're not thinking about or covering all those bases. And that is a unique recipe for disaster. Now you can say, well, Darnley, we're fine so far. Nine months later, we're still good. Well, ignorance is bliss. You may not realize right now that you have been attacked, but for all you know, one of your employees or yourself are using a compromised computer and have no idea, zero idea that you can inflict extreme harm to your organization or to your business if you're not taking the proper security measures. Now, this is why the security posture is very important for any size organization from solopreneurs to large enterprises. Understanding that security posture is fundamental in protecting yourself, your organization, and most importantly, your your, um, user base. Because if something were to happen to your business, if something were to cripple your organization, You don't make money, people leave, and you go bankrupt. And that's not what most business people are in for. They want to make sure that their baby is covered at all times. So keep that in consideration when you are thinking about your cybersecurity posture for your business, no matter your size. Very, 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 very important. Training must be done on the human level first. Let me repeat that. Training must be done on the human level first. You must engage with your staff, even from work from home environments, so they know what to look for in a phishing email or other suspicious activity. Now, I had someone come to me and uh, he basically sent me an email saying, this seems odd that this link, which is linking to something else, if you hover over it, it's linking to some sort of Amazon AWS platform. Now, that's perfect, right? Because that person was aware that something seemed a bit fishy. But if this individual did not notice that, or if they clicked on that link, um, they may not have realized there, there would have been a payload or something running in the background 
which would install. Now, this this email actually had some sort of quote unquote truth behind it because the hacker signed up for a premium LinkedIn account to validate the email so that if someone does their due diligence and they go on LinkedIn and see this individual trying to solicit money from this individual, they will think their guard will go down basically because they're saying, well, they're spending money to sign up for a premium account. This person may be legitimate. Now, I'm going to say this very clearly. Do not believe everything you see because you have no idea what fraud money was used to acquire those things that you always have to second guess. And also, may I add, in that email, that individual or those the criminals stated they would pay them in gift cards. And uh, I run a business. I don't accept gift cards, period, because it's just silliness. There are some instances with the CRA, the Canadian, the, the Canada Revenue Agency, um, the scammers are calling people and asking them to pay them in gift cards. They don't do that. Like, that's just absolutely a red flag right there to state that that particular organization is a fraud. And those are telltale signs. If it's a legitimate company, uh, they would ask to be paid or would pay you through legitimate means, either through bank transfers, interact transfers, etc. something that can be verified. And that is key to avoid getting yourself compromised or screwed, as you will, uh, when it comes to falling for these phishing attacks. So looking out for those key things are very crucial in understanding how a phishing attack may look like, but also the the zero trust mindset that you must get when you receive emails from someone you may not be completely aware of in order to help protect yourself. Even if it may be a false positive or a false negative, the point is you're doing your due diligence and it'll protect you. This is the key element in terms of why you must train your employees, you must train yourself in the fundamentals of phishing and how phishing attacks may look like and understand that it isn't a one-time, one-shot situation. Understand five years ago, phishing attacks looked completely different than they do today. You're now getting it more sophisticated. They're looking at ways to fool you. They're not that crown prince from the Middle East looking for money or your long lost relative from Saudi Arabia, for example, like these attacks are getting more complicated, more sophisticated, and they're looking at ways to sort of validate that email so that you're more likely to click on the link and download that payload into your computer, which in turn will affect your business. Now, a, um, a technical defense with a well-educated user base is the key in protection. Don't rely heavily on technology and don't rely heavily on your humans because both can fail. So having a nice balance between a technological defense and a human defense is the key of cyber awareness and cyber defense against your organization. There's also different methodologies that you can do to segregate your network, to make it more um, multi-leveled so it's not a flat, wide organization. So there are different ways so that you can protect your business. There are different ways that you can do that. Uh, I won't get into it in this particular podcast, but I may in the next few. Thank you for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darn G. CEO of Darn IT Group. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everybody. 